The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is Tuesday, December 17th, and it is one week until Christmas Eve. So if you haven't got any of those gifts, and I'm raising my hand right now, you've got a week to get out there and get after it. But uh, hello, everybody, today. My name is Joe Sarvati, all affectionately known as Coach. And I'm going to be running solo uh, today and dig into a really nice six-game slate. Seems like uh, people just love these five, six, seven-game slates right in the middle of the pack, you know, where you have enough teams that uh, there's some differentiation and uh, not everybody has the same lineups like in two or three-game slate nights. But yet it's manageable where you can really dig in uh, and and get some uh, great plays. So uh, looking forward to this. Uh, excited to this next week of uh, DFS basketball is going to be a lot of fun building up to uh, the Christmas Day slate, which is the biggest slate in the NBA DFS world uh, for the season. Uh, all the sites have uh, really big contests, the million plus contests. And, uh, you know, just a warning in advance, a lot of those contests fill. So don't get shut out. Reserve your spot, uh, you know, whether it be on any of them. I'm, I'm going to be playing uh, all four as usual for, for the big event with uh, DraftKings, Fantasy Draft, FanDuel, and Yahoo. So, uh, like I say, there are some big contests you definitely want to uh, – take a shot uh, in some of those. The exciting thing, too, I wanted to announce today is uh, for the very first time next week uh, on this show, my my solo show, I'm going to give out my first uh, actual lineup, full lineup um, that I'm going to be playing. And, uh, you know, I'll be announcing what site that's on, what uh, the plays are, and... uh, you know, give everybody a chance, or I may actually go with two sites. I'm deciding and and leave maybe one pivot spot for you guys to fill in, so everybody doesn't have the same uh, build. But uh, but anyway, I'm going to share those those builds with you. Uh, hopefully, help our our listeners out there uh, all cash big on Christmas. I think that'd be a a heck of a way to celebrate Christmas and start the new year uh, with a big hit. So. Uh, you know, keep uh, keep your ears pierced uh, this next week, uh, listening for the specific announcements. I'll be tweeting that information out. I'll also be uh, appearing on the uh, DFS Today show with our man Dan Bespris uh, early next week to uh, also announce the details uh, about that uh, that show. So that should be a blast. All right, Uh, before we get started here real quickly, just want to thank our uh, presenting sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. They are terrific, wonderful uh, sponsors of hoop-ball.com, who is uh, our home base here to produce and 
deliver these uh, seven days of NBA DFS content. Um, and if it wasn't for both of them, uh, we wouldn't be able to bring this to you uh, as free content uh, above the paywall. So please support Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Easiest thing to do is order it on Amazon. It's, it's at your doorstep the next day. And certainly go to hoop-ball.com. There's so much information there. Uh, it's unbelievable. But uh, for the DFS world, all you have to do is click on forms, click on the DFS thread, and you will get up-to-date uh, information, postings from Miles and Andy at our home base. Myself and the other pros, uh, Andrew, Michael, and Miles will also be posting things there. Player news, uh, you know, anything that comes out that's going to affect, affect that DFS slate. Uh, sometimes uh, Miles and Andy are putting up some cool statistics. Uh, I may throw in defensive efficiency, pace, that kind of stuff. So definitely go there. Uh, and if you're at hoop-ball.com checking out the DFS stuff, uh, there's a lot of other things that is, are offered at HoopBall uh, for the year-long players, uh, dynasty players, whatever it is. Uh, there are podcasts, box score breakdowns, uh, you know, a prime membership, a bruise newsletter uh, that, that really uh, – touches on all 30 teams in the league. So great stuff. Please support uh, those guys and we all can keep growing together and, and making this something very special. Okay. Fantastic. Game one uh, tonight. And I'm not, uh, as I mentioned yesterday, I'm going to be doing the show uh, in the morning uh, prior to, so that I get a little bit more updated information. I like to do that on my solo shows. So I have more player news I have the lines for the games, and so generally I'll try to do that whenever I have my solo pods. Uh, normally when it's uh, a duo uh, doing the show, uh, we're doing it late evening the night before, uh, so you can it posts earlier for those guys that like to listen in the morning, uh, but for mine, it'll, you know, it'll be something you can be able to listen to uh, late morning uh, or at lunch at the very worst, so that's the game plan. Uh, first game on the slate, like I say, it's a really good six-game slate. Uh, it's spread out, too, which is awesome. We have two 7 o'clock, a 7.30, an 8, a 9, and then a late-night 10.30 game. So you got a full night of uh, NBA basketball with some very intriguing games. Out of the six games, only one is uh, a double-digit spread. The other five are pretty close, so it, they should be competitive games where we don't have to worry as much about the bench uh, taking minutes from the main players. Also, it's interesting because out of the six games, three of them have very low totals and three of them have high totals. So we know which games most people will be stacking, but uh, the key is maybe we can pluck a guy or two out of the other three uh, lower games that can uh, score lower total games that can make a difference. All right, the Sacramento Kings are at the Charlotte Hornets. Sacramento, a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. How about that? That is something I didn't think I'd say. Um, they, it's a 206-and-a-half total, so it is the bottom of the barrel. You know, when you're below 210, that's, that's some news, and that usually puts up a big red flag here. So, uh, And to further muddy the waters of that game, De'Aaron Fox is listed as questionable. So 
we don't know. So that's something, uh, one of the shapeshifter things that you have to follow throughout the afternoon because if he plays or not plays completely affects this game uh, on both ends. So uh, he is questionable. On the Charlotte side, we have uh, Nick Batum as questionable. Questionable. P.J. Washington is out with a broken finger. And um, Marvin Williams, old man Marv, is probable. He's missed the last couple of games. He is due back. Um, as far as pace goes in this game, the t- reason we have a 206.5 total, Sacramento has now fallen to the dead last slowest team in the league, which is truly amazing because they finished last year as the third fastest. So to go from the third fastest to dead last slowest, I guess that is some Luke Walton uh, changing the entire process there. Um, You know, I guess you can say what he has done uh, is help them defensively. They're up to 17th, which is somewhat middle of the pack, and they were uh, in the bottom three defensively all year. So a huge shift in strategy and for those that think that coaching doesn't uh, affect or make a difference, this is a, a clear case. You have almost all the same players from the year before, and they went from a very fast, poor defensive team to a very, very slow and very adequate defensive team. So interesting. Um, uh, on the Charlotte side, like I said, they're 26 slowest. They are not playing as good a defense. They're down to 25th, almost 26th, just slightly above. So they can be scored upon. Um, All I can say about this game is I am not interested in uh, anybody from Sacramento without that Fox news. I want to know if Fox is playing before I consider a Buddy Hield or a Bogdan Bogdanovich um, or somebody of that nature. I, I will not put Fox up unless... Uh, something comes out to say that uh, he either doesn't have a minutes restriction or it's 30 minutes or, or minimum 25. But generally, when somebody comes uh, back from being out this long, you know, you, you're going to see a 15 to 20 minute uh, limit somewhere in that neighborhood. Again, I haven't seen that yet. So follow the news on that. Uh, and then that will help determine which way we're going to go there. Um, on the Charlotte side, I mean, Devontae Graham has been fantastic, but uh, not against the 30th uh, slow uh, team. It's the slowest in the league. I just don't see a reason to push that envelope. And, you know, there's a lot of risk with the other guys. Some of that luster of playing, um, you know, some of the bigs from either uh, Biombo or Zeller. Now that Williams is back into that mix, even though Washington's out, uh, it's just such a, a, a crapshoot there. So I would not recommend that. I think most people will pass on this and, uh, you know, listen for the Fox News because maybe something can take place there. Okay, game two. Seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time game as well. It's the L.A. Lakers at the Indiana Pacers. Should be an entertaining game. Lakers are only a four-point favorite, and I think I know why that is. Um, The over-under is 211, so low. Um, 
and that's because these teams play defense. I mean, you've got the Lakers right now, the number one defensive efficient team in the league, and the Pacers are sixth. Uh, so that is definitely one of the reasons. Uh, and then pace, you got average Lakers 15 right in the middle. Pacers are down to 20th. So you're not going to have a super fast game. You're going to have great defense on both sides. And then as far as the news goes, we have a questionable designation for AD. So generally questionable for AD means more like doubtful, to be honest with you. So I've got a feeling uh, that we may not see Davis, but again, you got to follow the news on that. He twisted his ankle towards the end of the last game with a couple of minutes left. So don't be surprised if he sits. We already know Kuzma is out. And Rondo is probable now, so he'll probably suit it up. Uh, another guy to wait for news on, they've given no designation for him whatsoever, and that's Damanis Sabonis. Um, he has a sore finger. He thought it was broken. It's all black and blue and swollen, but it, it's not broken. So the, the full question here is going to be, you know, can they tape it up and, and run him out there? I, you know, I think it's just going to be a pain tolerance thing. And I expect him to play, but, you know, I would listen to that news just to make sure. Uh, Jakar Sampson, questionable. And they sent the, the big promising seven-foot rookie, Goga Batazi, down to uh, the G League, which was sort of surprising. So uh, they lose a little depth at the big. He was actually in the bottom side of that rotation coming in a little bit for Turner and uh, uh, when Sabonis sat as well. So... Uh, you know, I guess that boosts up Turner and Sabonis a smidgen for that even five, six minutes per game. Um, you know, so again, a second game, a second news dependent game. You know, if AD sits, then you have to play LeBron, in my opinion. I think that's just a no brainer. Um, if he plays, you know, then you got to really look at the, the whole picture here uh, to see. You know, in a 2-11 game with good defense on both sides, you know, do you want to uh, really sink all of that salary uh, in this game? Because LeBron and Davis are super expensive, uh, and, and Indiana does a decent job defensively. Now, they haven't had good statistics, actually, uh, against the bigs, the 4-5 spot. So... If David Davis plays and doesn't have a limit restriction, I would lean towards him over LeBron just for that reason. Uh, but again, I'm not expecting Davis uh, to play here. So on the Indiana side, if Sabonis plays, uh, I think that you have to consider him with Anthony Davis out because that's your rim protector and possibly your defensive player of the year out. Um if Sabonis sits, that immediately brings Miles Turner into play. So Turner becomes a play, and I haven't used him all year. He's been awful, but just the fact that if Sabonis doesn't play or isn't at full percent and Batazzi's down in the G League, you got to at least consider Sabonis here. And Jakar Sampson, who gets decent uh, big minutes, is questionable. So uh, watch the news here. This could become the key game. Because if Davis sits, I'm going to play LeBron. If Sabonis plays with no uh, limits restriction because AD's out, I would play Sabonis. If Sabonis sits, I would I would plug in Turner. So all news dependent, 
but a game where two or three guys could easily be dialed up or, you know, if everything falls the other direction uh, where Sabonis is going to play, but a little limited and the AD gets plugged in and is going to play, then I'm not playing anybody from this game. So uh, I think that lays it out, follow the news there uh, and, and then make decisions accordingly. Okay, game three, 7.30 Eastern game. We have the Atlanta Hawks at the New York Knicks, and the New York Knicks are favored. Yes, you can re-listen to this if you want. I'm saying the New York Knicks are favored to win a basketball game. Uh, That is a sad statement for Atlanta. (laughs) That the Knicks are at home, they're a two-point favorite. It's the third highest total at 224.5. Uh, as far as the news goes, it looks like Atlanta is going to be at full strength because both Herter and Jabari Parker are probable. Uh, there was a question maybe Herter would be out, but he's he's good to go. Uh, sore shoulder, but he's fine. He's going to play. And then on the Knicks side, just two very, very periphery guys have been rolled out in uh, uh, Ellington and Trier. So, those guys are out, so the Knicks are pretty much at full uh, tilt. You know, a couple things we've noticed here since the new coach took over for the three games uh, that he's coached thus far, or four at the most, but uh, it looks like Alfred Payton is a big part of the point guard situation. Uh, Franklin Lakina uh, played a good role in the last game, and Dennis Smith was a did-not-play coach's decision. So that, you know, to me – you got to really take a, a real strong look. Peyton, three games in a row over 30 fantasy points, uh, made value all three. And against Trey Young, ding, 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 ding. So, uh, you know, you definitely, I'm definitely putting Peyton in there. Uh, I'd like to use Nita Lakina as, as well, but I think I've played him twice this year, and I think he may have had single digits fantasy points in both. So he is somewhat dead to me. <laughs> so I'm probably just going to stick with uh, the Peyton play against the stellar Trey Young defense, who, by the way, ranks dead last in all of the NBA in real plus-minus defense, regardless of the position, not just point guard. So uh, that's, you know, you pretty much have to dial up the guy that you think is going to get the most minutes of point guard against Atlanta uh, for the near future. Um, other plays in this game, you know, it's hard to say the Knicks, uh, you know, they've been counting a little bit on Morris, uh, Mitch Robb's gotten some decent minutes. Uh, RJ Barrett, uh, has put up fair numbers, but again, none of them blow me away. And I think on a, a nice juicy six game slate with a couple of more big over unders to come. I think uh, I, I may just go the Peyton direction there. Um, on the other side of the ball, this certainly is a Trey Young, Trey Young playable game. Um, he's going against the Knicks, like I say, that are uh, fourth worst in the league in defense. And Trey is capable of a 50, 55, 60 point fantasy night uh, on any given night. It's in the garden. It's always a, a fun atmosphere. Guys usually raise their game a little bit. So Trey's, you know, I know he's super expensive, but he's going to make some of my lineups. He's not going to be a foundational piece, but I like him. Um, So you want to keep an eye on him. 
And then uh, the other two guys, really, to me, that I'm considering, uh, Jabari Parker being uh, probable, I think he's fine. I think you could look at him as a possible play. And uh, Kevin Herter, if there's no minutes restriction, uh, you know, he's been playing better and better. So that's somebody to consider. And, uh, you know, there's two the two rookies. It's hard sometimes distinguishing which one you want to give uh, a role to. And they both had monster games and they both had terrible games, which you would expect with rookies. But that would be DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. Uh, both of those guys are nice GPP plays, one or the other. Specifically, I wouldn't play both because generally one will go off and one won't. So uh, that gives you some, you know, some options there, uh, you know, definitely to look at. But I like the the point guard matchup there and that correlation between those two. Okay, uh, before we go to game four, I just wanted to mention, you can listen to us every day on uh, on any podcast uh, place where you can find podcasts. We're everywhere. Just search for NBA DFS Today or DFS Today, and we're going to pop up. Uh, we're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, and YouTube. Uh, all we'd ask is you take 15 to 30 seconds, you know, rate us, give us five stars, a like, positive review if you can. Just a couple of words even really helps. Uh, certainly rate, review, subscribe, uh, set the alarm so that, you know, on YouTube or wherever you're listening uh, or on iTunes, you can set an alert for when uh, as soon as our pod drops, uh, you'll get uh, notification that, that it's uh, you can listen to it. So, uh, you know, listen to us there. Please take that time to give us a little boost of a uh you know, recommendation or, or review that that's really, really appreciated. And, and it helps in the growth of the show. It helps in continuing to keep this seven day uh, coverage free. And uh, we want to do that throughout the entire season. We've covered every single slate in FIBA in the preseason, uh, in the regular th- season thus far. And we're going to do that in the postseason as well. So uh, it, it's, uh, we're excited to do that. And we've got a heck of a team here. Uh, and I just want to give a shout out to my fellow three, uh, NBA DFS pros that are, uh, work for hoop-ball.com. Um, you know, I've just, I've really grown to appreciate, uh, how strong their input is, how knowledgeable they are, how professional they are. And, and that would be, uh, Mike Apatria, um, Andrew Hansen and Miles Hartley. So shout out to those guys, uh, you know, between the four of us, we're going to try to give you as much information, uh, lay it all out there and uh, be that process of, of helping you uh, really crush DFS. Uh, you know, I preach the three-step program every day, you know, listen to this podcast, well, well be it in the morning or afternoon you know, soak it in, make, take a few notes, maybe sketch out a little bit of a shell lineup for yourself. And then you just have to follow the news throughout the day. You can follow us on Twitter at HoopBallFantasy. That's the hoop-ball.com uh, information that will be going up throughout the day. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. 
Micapotria is at Micapotria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Andrew Hansen is at Language Olympic. And Miles Hartley is at Miles, M-Y-L-E-S, 6565. So, you know, we're all posting stuff throughout the day. I'll often copy and paste any information I find on player news just to keep everybody in the loop there. And like I say, go to hoop-ball.com, click on forms, click on DFS thread, and Miles and Andy are going to give you some of the best coverage in the industry. So, all right. I appreciate you guys listening to all of that. And again, we want to thank uh, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company for their sponsorship and for bringing this show forward. All right, three games left. Let's hit them. We got an 8 p.m. game, the Brooklyn Nets versus the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Brooklyn is a road favorite at two and a half, and the total is 228, the highest total on the slate. Certainly a very uh, stackable game. I will be playing probably three guys minimum from this game, and I would suggest uh, strongly doing the same. Uh, We've got two top 10 pace teams in the league, Brooklyn 10th and the Pelicans 4th. So you know they're getting up and down. Uh, That mix of uh, pace generally means a a 5 to 6 extra possessions per team throughout a game. And, you know, if you filter that out into the guys you'd have on your uh, lineup, you know, that's 20 to 25 DFS points. Uh, on average. So, you know, a key game with a big pace and some talented players is always, if you're in between deciding on guys, definitely the way to go. Uh, You know, if you look back and and study the lineups that win each night, and I do that for literally about an hour every every morning, is really try to study and what's being held, you know, winning. Um, You'll find in baseball, it's all about stacking because there's the games that are going to have 15 runs and you have to have pretty much six guys or whatever from that lineup. In football, it's a matter of just hitting a couple combinations, a big quarterback, receiver, whatever. But in basketball, uh, it's different. You know, it generally seems as though it's, it's not all about stacking, but there is an element of stacking for the guys that are winning some of these big tournaments. And especially if you're a GPP player, you have to identify sort of your best game of the night that you're seeing that's going to be the highest scored, best pace, lower defense. And, you, you know, you need to get like three or four guys out of your eight or nine that you're rostering uh, to have exposure to that game. That seems to be what I've seen this season to be the winning combination is semi-small stack, you know, three, four guys from that main game. And then the other four or five guys, you just have to cherry pick in the right spot, the guys in the right matchup. Uh, if there's a value guy because somebody's out, there's always those key small elements that help you build that lineup. And it's amazing that, you know, you make that right choice on those two last guys that fill everything in. You can win a tournament. If you, if you go blank on those two guys, like there were a lot of lineups yesterday that I saw that would have taken down tournaments, but they had Hardaway in there from the Mavs. He was pretty highly owned last night because it was a game without Luka. You know, everybody was expecting him to go nuts, 
and he was a 100% dud. He didn't even play that much because Curry and Porzingis were, were hot. And I think he had like eight fantasy points, if I'm not mistaken. And that absolutely destroyed all those lineups. So, you know, you can't make that kind of error. Uh, you've got to be able to figure out where the good value is. Uh, and then you have to figure out that small stack game and then cherry pick those guys in where everything else fits. So, uh, so getting back to this game and certainly that, that mini stack, if you will, uh, I think needs to come out of this game. Uh, you've the only injuries right now are Kyrie continues to be out for Brooklyn and uh, Claxton, who really isn't even in the rotation. And the big news is J.J. Redick is not playing for the Pelicans. And that is exciting to me because he takes he has been taking quite a few shots. And they run a lot of plays for him coming off those curl screens. Uh, you know, he's he, one of the best of all times just coming off the screen, catch and shoot, uh, sort of like a Reggie Miller and, and some of the greats of all times. He's that good. But he's out. So... What that does is it, to me, opens the door for uh, a combination of a couple of guys. Uh, Holiday's always in play, and in a game like this, I think he's he's in play. Um, I think he'll be in there dogging uh, Dinwiddie for a lot of the game, and that's why I'm not using Dinwiddie tonight. I just think as good as he is and as much as I like him and as high of a scoring game as this is, I think Holiday's going to make him give up the ball a little bit, which could benefit some of the other guys uh, getting decent run for them. Uh, but on the Pelican side, you can really look at, first of all, Holiday, and then I think uh, Lonzo Ball. Uh, his stock raises, uh, rises up quite a bit with Redick out. Uh, and then you have Josh Hart. He's been getting a lot of minutes and uh, – off the bench and sort of been an instant scoring guy. Uh, so those, for me, those three guys are in play. And I also like Brandon Ingram. So I can see myself with a minimum of two and possibly three uh, of the uh, Pelicans in this game. Uh, with it being the highest total, the Pelicans are at home. Brooklyn's a two point, two and a half point favorite. This has all the makings of being one of those 124, 122 kind of games um, in my book. So, you know, I think that uh, this is where you want to go with a few players. Now on the Brooklyn side, uh, you know, this might be a, a shot to get some value. I think a Garrett Temple uh, certainly has to be considered. He's been getting a ton of minutes. And if you hit him on the right game, you know, he's 6, 7x some of these games. So he becomes in play. Uh, you know, if you can catch Torian Prince, uh, on the right day, he becomes uh, a decent player. And uh, Jared Allen's been on fire, man. I don't, no one's really talking about it that much. But for what, whatever switch flip for him the last two weeks, he's been a monster. And I know DeAndre Jordan gets some minutes behind him, but it's not as much as it used to be. And Allen is playing uh, more minutes than Jordan. And he's going against sort of the three headed monster, if you will, right now uh, with the Pelicans. You've got Favors back, and, uh, you know, he's he's a good player, but he's certainly undersized to, to uh, Jared Allen. And, uh, you know, he, he's splitting time with Jackson Hayes, who actually 
Jared Allen's probably stronger than, which you can't usually uh, say that too much with Allen. And then uh, Okafor's getting uh, some minutes in there um, also. Uh, Nicola Melli, really, he's come in a little bit at the four, but not as much at the five. So uh, <clears throat> I like Allen in this game. I like uh, two or three of the Pelicans uh, with the, the hard ball, Holiday and Ingram being the four guys that uh, are up for consideration for me. Okay. Two games remaining, 9, 9 p.m. Eastern. We have uh, the snooze game of the day. This may be possibly worse than Sacramento-Charlotte, possibly. It's only 208.5 total, and you've got the Orlando Magic at the Utah Jazz. There's a snooze if you ever heard one. Orlando, the third slowest team in the league. Utah's surprisingly 16th, which is sort of the fastest they've played in, like, forever. Um, and defensively, they're both very, very sound. They're uh, 12th and 11th, respectively, but they do a really nice job uh, uh, across the board. I mean, you've got one of the, what I believe will be one of the, uh, on the three defensive, all defensive teams, probably first or second team, in uh, Jonathan Isaac on the Orlando side, and then certainly – Rudy Gobert on the Utah side, who's back-to-back -back defensive player of the year. The big news in this game, on both sides, there's a piece of big news. Um, they've announced that, that Vukovic, who just came back this last game two days ago from injury, he played quite a few minutes in that game. And they've announced that he's uh, going to play both ends of the back-to-back, -back, which tonight is the first night. So, you know... I think that raises a red flag to me. I know everybody else is like, oh, great. He's going to, you know, he's lock him in 20, 30 minutes, whatever. I think with it being a back-to-back -back and they still have Mo, Bump, Mo, uh, Mo Bamba behind him and even Kim Birch behind him, who was a, didn't, did not play coach's decision last game after starting at center the whole time Luke was out, you know, those two guys will probably get some minutes. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to push Luke if he's going to play both sides of the the uh, double, you know, the back to back, I, I can't imagine he's going to get more than 25 minutes, but that that's just something that I am uh, trying to game script. So I'm not going to go the Vuk direction, um, you know, and then the news on the, the big news on the Utah side is Mike Connolly's back and he's been out for a long time. So it's great to have him back. I guess he's feeling great. Um, it helps. Utah's defense even more. Um, it also crushes uh, the DFS value of, of, of like Joe Ingles. It drops Donovan Mitchell some um, all the way around. You know, Conley's going to pull some of that usage certainly uh, from that side. So, you know, I look at this game, you know, you've got two guys in that you can consider, in my opinion, one on each side, and that's Fournier against Donovan Mitchell. Uh, they'll probably guard each other. Neither one is very good defensively, I think. Of, I mean, they're not the worst, but uh, I, they're not good. So I, those two guys are the two guys from this game that I've circled. I don't like their price, per se, but if I can find a way to get one of the two of them, at least in my lineup, I'm going to do that. 
I think I will have a lineup, a GPP lineup, where I do use both as a real nice correlation play. Maybe they'll do a little bit of that Olay defense back and forth, you score, I score thing. Uh, and that would be a really sweet correlation to fall in because I don't think it'll get a ton of play in this game. But everybody else to me in this game is is off the board. I'm just not interested in the split minutes, the returning minutes, uh, et cetera, and especially a, a slow-paced, good defensive, low-total game. So uh, a little Mitchell Fournier and, and nothing else there for me. All right, sixth and final game. It is truly late-night hammer game. I uh, get a nice sweat going, 10.30 Eastern game. So it starts an hour and a half later. Uh, so uh, the Orlando-Utah game will probably be uh, in the fourth, heading to the fourth quarter almost when this game gets started. So this could be the key game uh, of the night. But here's the bad news. Right now, as, as I'm recording this show on Tuesday morning, there are five questionable players in this game. Yes, five. The two on the Phoenix side are Booker and Tyler Johnson. And Booker's a monster name. And then you've got two, two names gigantic on the Clippers side and one that's also good. Uh, Patrick Beverly, uh, of course, uh, we've got Mr. Williams, um, Lou Will, and then uh, Jermichael Green. So, with those five questionable players, I have no idea what to recommend in this game until we get that news. I, I'd rather just recommend everybody getting the news first rather than throwing a dart at this game and hoping you hit something. Um, you know, one thing to note is the only team on the entire slate on the second night of a back-to-back -back is the Phoenix Suns. So they did just play last night. Uh, Booker did, and Johnson did not play, so maybe they were gearing them up to, to play tonight. I've got a feeling, my gut tells me Booker plays, because I think they realize they need these guys uh, against the Clippers. So, But again, keep an eye on that, um, you know, and keep an eye on the other side, because if Beverly plays, um, you know, he's going to be in there just torturing Rubio probably. Uh, so we got to figure all of that stuff out. Um, you know, they're the seventh and eighth fastest pace team in the league. That that makes it very palatable to roster some guys. Defensively, Phoenix is 18th. Uh, they've fallen, uh, you know, daily uh, with Baines not playing as much and still trying to get 100%. And the Clippers, like I say, are seventh, which is uh, they've had a little bit of difficulty guarding uh, the bigs uh, for some reason. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of intrigue in this game. Um, I would love once this news comes out to plug at least one guy, maybe two into this late night game and not because it's the late night game. And again, I always preach this, don't just play guys because they're in a national televised game or they're playing, they're on your favorite team or they're in the late night sweat game or Whatever it is, uh, you know, you have to take a blind eye to that, look at the entire slate on an equal venue, and uh, and then take the guys that you think are going to get the most fantasy points. I mean, you've got to – you can't let the heart uh, adjust thinking. It has to be all 
statistical and, you know, some gut feeling and, and, you know, rotations and everything that you're watching out there, but uh, don't let it strictly be because it's a game you're going to watch or because of the time of the game. Um, And that being said, you know, even to fault on the other side a little bit, you can almost guarantee, uh, you know, the, the nationally televised game on ESPN or NBA TV or ABC, whatever it's on that night, uh, you can take almost everybody, especially the big name players, and add three to five percent ownership on all of them, because people do go for that. They're they're thinking, hey, I'm sinking my hard earned money. I don't have the NBA ticket. I want to be able to watch my guy play and root him on or root against him. So don't let that affect what you do. That's that's really some shark advice there and some sharp advice as well uh, that are going to help you. So watch the news on this game and then make those determinations uh, as as those uh, player uh, decisions come out. Um, all right, quick review. You've got five of six games, all um, close spreads, except for that last game where the Clippers are 12 and a half. So there is a little fear of blowout there. Uh, that game is 226 total, so it's the second highest on the board. So you've got the three higher total games in Atlanta, Knicks, Brooklyn, New Orleans, and Phoenix Clippers. Very low total games in Sacramento, Charlotte, Lakers, Indiana, and Orlando, Utah. Uh, so that you know can sway some things. Uh, it is the way I see it. There are five questionable tags on this card that are going to completely shift the way I build my lineup. And that's Anthony Davis. We have Mr. Booker, Mr. Fox, and then we have, uh, Lou Will and Pat Bev also. Those are really the five that you have to follow all of the, the Twitter feeds, follow all the outlets, jump on some of the beat writers, and team uh, Twitter pages. Uh, listen to us. I'll be posting stuff all day. Again, I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And, uh, you know, we'll throw together some some really, really good uh, winning lineups uh, for tonight's card. Uh, couple Last note I wanted to, you know, because sometimes it affects things. Charlotte's on the first night of a back-to-back. So just that deflates them slightly. Uh, The Pelicans are on the first night of a back-to-back, which shouldn't be as important because they're so young, but still a little deflation. And Orlando Magic, same thing, first night of a back-to-back, and Phoenix is the only second night of a back-to-back. So that's the key. Uh, We've got two of our, our sharp DFS pros that will be recording a show tonight for tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday's nine-game slate, fantastic slate, by the way. I will be glued to that podcast. And then on Wednesday night, uh, again, we'll have uh, two of our pros doing the uh, short four-game Thursday slate. Uh, And then uh, you'll get Mr. Apatria and myself uh, looking at uh, some games going into this weekend. So, all right, that's where we're at. Uh, I really appreciate everybody listening. Uh, appreciate the, the comments. 
you know, feel free to shoot me a tweet anytime, comment, you know, suggestion, uh, feedback. We did get two great tweets the last two days on a couple of folks uh, that hit some really good contests by listening to our information. We love to hear that stuff. Uh, that's what, you know, that's what we're out here doing this for. We love the game and we love the DFS and we love the fact that we can help some people take some stuff down. So fantastic. Well, enjoy the day. Enjoy the slate tonight. Uh, and uh, again, I'll be announcing some more information about uh, some uh, either one or two lineups that I will be uh, distributing early next week, mid next week for the big Christmas slate. Uh, you know, get those uh, spots reserved on, on the sites for those big uh, million dollar contests. And uh, let's let's have somebody take one down out of our group. That would be absolutely incredible. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on another edition of Hoopball NBA DFS today for my three NBA DFS pros in Mike, Andrew and Miles. I am coach. We will catch you again tomorrow as we look to crush it in NBA DFS. Have a good one. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.